Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. I'm your host, Trevor, and just like Gandalf, I have no... <laughs> I, I appreciate that it's the one who, the one of us who, like, hates the books, who is, <laughs> is saying Gandalf quotes, but... <laughs> you know, in theory, there's a part of me that, that loves to... Okay, but I'm... That makes that's a, a dark very kind Trevor. of sense. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen, I've tried three times. For you two, when I finish my current run of books, I will try again. I will try. I will pick up the the first book in the series, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and I will attempt it again. How is that? Does that make you happy? I mean, it's okay. a degree of madness. So you know. I mean, it's it's exactly is exactly what we just talked. You're you're gonna be so happy hating on these books. <laughs> I won't make it. I can tell you right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I I'll, mean, I'll get to, I'll get to. Um, you'll you'll get to the birthday party. Yeah, and I'll be like. What the hell? Why is this so long? Can't they just cut the cake? I mean, it's exactly like my birthday party. Can't we just cut the cake and be done with this? I don't know, Jay. I do think he'll make it to Tom Bombin before full rage I, never, occurs. I've never made it. Oh, really? Okay, never mind. I've never made it. That, I, to, I think, I think if get, I do make it that far, that that will be the end. He will get to uh, the, the chapter about mushrooms <laughs> and be like, why... Why the hell is there a chapter about mushrooms? <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> you guys are making me regret even saying that I'm this. It just makes me so happy. I can't help myself. Um, I'm Jay. Uh, and I'm Josh. So I, I'll, I'll do a Discount Games Inc. update while I'm remembering it try to work some of those atrophied chill muscles um so the we we do have live now if you go to discountgamesinc.com forward slash tournaments there's also a link from the front page uh, if you hit the drop down box i think it shows the blog and then the the tournaments link um but the the new tournament page is live where you are able to select a system and then after you select that, um, it will take you to the system, and we have input uh, events and um, then tournament winning lists for for each event. And you click on the list, and that takes you through to another page that that shows the um, shows the list for the people. So obviously the uh, the War Machine list that the Discount Games Inc. used to host were something that I, I think was popular with the community and i think that i'm hoping that this will be something that will be
be popular throughout a bunch of different name systems, obviously a bunch of different people. And so um, I'm, I'm excited to get this rolling. Um, if any of you, there's, there's a bunch from that we don't have data input yet. Um, if any of you have connections to people who have information like that or, um, you know, et cetera, please have them contact me and I'll, I'll see about getting things set up. So today we're going to talk about a movie. I can't remember how I came across this. I think it was in Twitter or maybe, no, it was, it was on a website that I read occasionally um and the the headline said like you know mitchell's versus the the mitchell's versus the machines is the first great animated movie of this year and it's available on netflix and so that piqued my interest because i i like good animated movies because like the sith you enjoy absolutes (laughs) sure sure So I I clicked through, and another thing that that struck my interest with it was uh, it said that it had the same creative team as the Lego Movie and as Into the Spider Verse. Um, and so That's I gave how it a you watch. Instantly sold me. Yeah, I, I I knew how to set the hook with other people too. So <laughs> I I gave it a watch. I enjoyed it. Um, I've I've told a fair number of other people that they should watch it. Um, and so that's that's the movie that we're going to talk about. So what is uh? What's we're even going to is... go so far as grade this thing, aren't we? We are, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've really gone wild. <laughs> so my uh, brief review is that the Wheeler Clan enjoyed it quite a bit, and I think that I have I'm unable to argue with the headline that Jay initially hooked us with, like. I, you know the other the other movies I've watched we've watched this year is uh, uh, Ray and the Last Dragon right mm-hmm. liked that quite a bit still liked Mitchell's vs the Machines better I think uh, Soul again I think I said that right. last year but yeah well Soul last year okay then yeah it was a Christmas release I was just trying to think of what other animated movies I've watched we've watched this year and I can't I guess I can't think of any. I mean, I'm busy watching things like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier here, Jay. Let me, let me, uh, can I just one up that for just a second and say mm-hmm. that this is the best animated movie since the last animated movie that this same team made. Meaning, uh, since Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and or one of the Lego movies. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Th- mm-hmm. I, uh, there's, I can't think of anything really come close. I, that doesn't mean that I've, consumed every you know animated movie that has come out i am subjected to some horrible things by my children <laughs> and uh yeah i subjected this to them um because i think i don't i don't know if they is it that they would have been interested in unless you had yeah i don't i don't maybe i didn't leave it up to them and i didn't wait long enough to, to test my theory um but my my, my youngest boy he's the one that you know, he needs some crude humor in the preview to, and when I say crude humor, I am alluding to a movie um, that that will pull him in, he, so he'll want to go in. Mm-hmm. And if it's not there, he he doesn't necessarily want to give it a chance. So I my daughter say, won't watch anything. I lo- I looked a little bit at um, 2020, 2019, 2018, and 2018 actually had. Um, oh no, that's a different one. Um, it gave the the wrong gears, I guess. But 2018 had Coco, which is one that I'm pretty fond of. 2016 was Moana, which I also like quite a bit. 
But yeah, I'm I am kind of curious. So you guys watched it with I guess what age, what range of ages, and and do you feel like it's more of an adult cartoon, one that's good for most ages? It's, what what did you guys think on that? No, I mean I watched it with the whole range really. So we had our eight year old, and we even had our uh, recently returned from a religious uh, mission twenty one year old. And everybody was hooked for different reasons. It was just funny because it was like the first, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The first media that we <laughs> we had exposed her to after 18 months of really not consuming uh, that kind of media. So that that was funny. <laughs> I found it hilarious. So. Yeah, because you felt that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I we watched it twice. Um, once with me and the kids, and I I did mention bonus episode so that i fell asleep so i saw three-fourths of it and then fell asleep and then saw the ending um and then the second time we watched it was my wife and i and everybody but the middle uh child and so four of us watched it the second time and i did see i was and i agree with josh it felt like there's there was it does it did what most really great family oriented movies or kids movies do in that they have element that make calls for everybody and they don't they don't just focus in on the humor of the kids. They focus in on the humor of the teens, the adults. They give a little bit of something for everyone. And this, I feel like, does that really. So it it, it resonated for everyone. It helps that I love pugs. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered about that, yeah. <laughs> I guess real quick, we've. it would probably be good for us to give, like, a quick overview of, of the movie. Okay. Would one of you like to do that? I mean, my quick overview is it's it's the robot apocalypse. Um, dang it, what what do you marry it with? I mean, it's just it's just a hilariously told robot apocalypse brought to you by essentially Apple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would I would throw in that it's somewhat post-apocalyptic as well because a good portion of the of the movie, the Mitchells are. This is probably a spoiler. Maybe. It's um, FYI, if you're worried about spoilers. Um, anyway, it, they're the only people left. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's that's a fair point. So it, there's some, there's some aspects of what we do. That is basically set in the trailer, so it's not. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too deep, and so right. But definitely, there's there's kind of this, yeah, robot apocalypse, post-apocalypse recoveries. But at the core, that's not really what it's about. At its core. It is about a relationship between two people, family, um, once saw eye to eye, but have grown apart. And those those characters are? Uh, the father and the daughter. Yeah, so the, the teenage daughter was going to be going to uh, off college. to college. And she was super excited because she was going to be you know spending time with people who get her and her family doesn't. And she had a lot of the, uh, you know, kind of standard... Uh, teenage daughter things going on with her um and then her her father was like felt bad about um them not leaving on a good note and so he's he decides that they're going to do a family cross-country road trip to take her to college and which that's is, the, yeah which is like it's the well-intentioned father thing but it's very clear that this is the exact opposite of what she she would want to do right yeah like it's the yeah. last thing on her list of what want to happen right and so it's during this uh trek that the robopocalypse occurs and basically the the mitchells are humanity's last chance to 
<laughs> stop the apocalypse. <laughs> um, is there, I guess, what else you guys want to go into before we, we grade it? The one thing I would mention, although maybe we'll talk about it more when we're grading it, but one of the things that, you know, the team, when they made um, Into the Spider-Verse did is they they really approached animation in what to me seemed a whole new way, right? Like, I mean, they managed to make Into the Spider-Verse look like a um, comic book, living comic book, right? Yeah. Well, I felt like the Mitchells and the Machines did something similar in that they were doing... Um, it, it looked like they were a, doing something different. Like it, it looked like it was a kind of a. It looks like it was kind of a homemade film scrap, almost, right? It's like a, a fan made scrapbook. You're right. Yeah, that's that's fair, right? So I thought that was interesting how they did that and what that ended up kind of creating the feeling in, in the film, etc. Um, I'm guessing neither of you two have seen this show, but it did remind me in some ways in style to um, the Captain Underpants. Okay. Tra la la. Did you? Did he? I'm assuming. I haven't seen, seen it. it. I've been like room adjacent to it when it got watched. Once, <laughs> I think. So that movie is fantastic. Let me just say that that I it does a really good job, and I I don't want to get too far off into that. But there is um a lot of the, those two kids. There the whole story is that they draw a comic book together that is Captain, o, and then it sort of comes to life in there. They make their their principal of their school become Captain Underpants. So anyway, there, there are many sections of that that look like they have drawn them from a comic book. And there's also hand puppets and other things. And it just, I don't know, the sort of the feeling that that gave me when I watched the animation and it's very well done, also similar to this, in that many of the things you see look like they came out of a scrapbook or a homemade movie um, that the daughter has created. So anyway, I just thought the style was quite interesting and quite well done. I guess one other comparison I'll make real quick as well, because I don't know that it necessarily fits as well in maybe design, I don't know, for the different rating areas. But one of the reasons why I think it's really successful is it, it I guess, to compare it to Into the Spider-Verse as well, I think one of the things that makes that movie work as well as it does is that there's a lot going on with the various relationships in the movie. And so... You know, Miles has the relationship with his stepfather. He has the relationship with his uncle. That there's, you feel a lot of emotion with those relationships and the things that are going on with relationships, etc. Um, and there's, I think the movie does a really good job of making you feel emotions around the relationship dynamics that are going on in this movie. You know, the there's the daughter who. Um, is kind of exasperated with her parents. There's the the dad who uh, like is, is a tryhard is is clueless on how to, what what his daughter actually wants, but still wants to make her happy, you know, etc. There's there's lots of things that that make you feel a, think about relationships in your own life, I guess. So sure. I, yeah, yeah. I think that part's really successful. Yeah. The the um... As an older person viewing it, I saw it sort of different light in that I saw various arcs throughout my own life through the different characters of different ages, um, mm. including the young boy, her younger brother, who, you know, uh, is really emphatic about the things that he loves, which are dinosaurs, and the idea that somebody uh, that a uh, someone that he's attracted to might also like those things frightens him <laughs> to an extreme. <laughs> And I, I, I felt bad for the kid because I, I knew how it felt to feel like that. I, yeah. that's, it does a lot of that sort of situation where it 
can make you feel things that you've probably already felt, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the, some of the parts that are most powerful is are parts about like the, the movie sort of starts off with you thinking that the, the father is kind of clueless or whatever, but as it goes on, you, you kind of learn more of like things that he's sacrificed or been willing to do for his family that, you know, also like evokes a lot of emotions going on. So, yeah, that, there there came a point in the in the Mitchells versus the Machines that for me was sort of evocative of one of my favorite films in recent history, which is A Quiet Place, and not for the horror elements, but like that exact thing that you're talking about, um, Jay. Sort of this, it was sort of this reflection on family, fatherhood, you know, what that entails, what that mm-hmm. means that a father, you know, might give up or not, kind of thing. So. True. Yeah, I think that was super well done also. All right, so ratings. First one is design. So I think this definitely goes through the choices they made for animation as far as um, the style and the interjections that they had from other things. I mean, there's some, not everything in this movie is animated. I mean, one of the funniest parts of the entire movie um, is a YouTube video being superimposed on the father. <laughs> Which is right at the start, right? Yeah, it is right yeah. at the start. <clears throat> but those those things are well chosen and I think appropriate for the theme. Um, I'm, I'm I I know that I'm the only one that even cares about this, but the fact that they got one of the most famous pugs in the world, Doug the Pug, to voice the barks, the snores, the sneezes. You're of kidding the pug. me? That's a real thing. Yes. Yeah, Doug the Pug. There's a reason the we Pug all love Mochi. Plays Mochi in the film, and and I know most people probably don't even know who Doug the Pug is, but I do. Um, That's hilarious. He's you know famous on Instagram. He's is he big... magnificent? Is Doug the Pug like everything that Mochi seems to be? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, Doug the Pug is doesn't have the really funky eyes. I mean, I know that pugs get the uh, reputation for having those, but a lot of pugs don't. My my yeah. dog did, for example. Sure. Um, and Doug doesn't. So, but it is funny, and it makes a nice thing to you know, have jokes around. But, but they they got a pug to voice the pug. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, like clearly the attention to detail there is, is higher than some are willing. That is funny. I uh, think the uh, another thing that I appreciate about the um, design of the movie as well is that um, there, there is just a lot of different characters with different personalities, different backgrounds, etc. from the movie. It feels fairly diverse. And so it makes it so that um, I think it feels relatable to a wider audience of people. There's, yeah. there's, there's almost, there's almost anyone can relate to at least one of the characters in the movie. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I had that very same thought, honestly. You know, I'm going to mention something else that may or may not be a boon for some people. Um, so a lot of times when I watch an animated film, I feel like I have a fairly good ear for voices, and I generally pick up on who the actor is or actress behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't know if it's because of the performances that these actors gave or just because they're not quite the same um high profile is some of the others i've seen i mean i don't want to say i don't want to put any of these people down because there's some pretty big names in the cast but they're not necessarily voice actors and they did a good job of, of playing their parts to the point where i never felt that um that part where i'm breaking away going oh that's so and so voicing that person oh sure sure 
you know, uh, instead, I didn't recognize any of them at the time. And I think if I went back after seeing who they are, I probably would. But at the time, I I didn't really pick up on any of them. They all sounded unique or, or well done enough or maybe just obscure enough that I, I didn't catch who they were. And so that's that's a boon for me. I know that in ever since Aladdin, that all we've gotten is star-studded voice cast. These mm-hmm. things, but. Yeah. Um, any other... I guess thoughts or comments from. Uh... Uh, I, I mean, I, I mentioned the scrapbook thing. I will just say that I feel like that was a design choice, and it gave the film a very unique um, voice or feeling, right? And so I, I think that should up their design score. I guess one one other thing I guess is that there's 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 just some movies where you you get the feeling that you watch it and it feels like um, it was a labor of love that someone, a, a large group of people like just kind of obsessed over and put their hearts into. And that was, I, I did feel that way about this movie as well. Yeah. So, there's, there's a lot of little details and things that I yeah. think somebody who was trying to put out a product to make some money wouldn't necessarily take the time to, that they yeah. definitely put in. Yeah. Um, so what, what sort of numbers are, are you guys thinking for design? Uh, I, I'm pretty solidly in the, I should look back at what I actually gave Spider-Verse, but I'm pretty solidly in the eight range, I think. Did we grade Spider-Verse? I think we I did. don't know if we did. I don't know. If we did, I failed to record it, so that's on me. Well, uh, so as a as a reference, would you say this is above or below Spider-Verse? Below. So slightly below. below or way below? Yeah. Not way below. That's why I say it's an eight. Because I, I think Spider Verse was probably a ten for me. Like I, if I went back and looked, I think it's it's easily a ten. Um, this the the thing that pulls Mitchell's down for me just a tiny bit is, uh, I feel like they like are right on the ragged edge of being like too um campy. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I was gonna say too ridiculous, but campy is a better way to say it, right? Like they, they just they walked a pretty fine line and, and I think they succeeded, but it's still sort of like, whew, I'm not, I'm not sure you wanted to go quite that wild, you know? <laughs> mm, see, I disagree. I think the ragged edge of, 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 um, campy is the right place. I call <laughs> that, I call that a boon. Not, not a, That's fair. A, yeah. I, I could I, see that to, argument. To me, this is pretty amazing. I also agree that this is not quite up to the same level as as into the Spider Verse, but I don't know that they have the same budget either. So, um, I, Mm, I, yeah, that's interesting. I, I I would put it, you know, half step behind. If I, if if Spider Verse is a ten, to me, this is a nine. Honestly, this is pretty impressive in many men. I really, I think it gets a a nine for me as well. Um, Good old number creep J is still around. (laughs) Yes. Um, so time management, I'm curious what you guys think on this one. So, you know, most cartoons are going to clock in at um, 90 to, you know, an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, this was 113 minutes, so just a little bit under two hours. I honestly didn't feel like it dragged at any points that I can recall. Um, I mean, you have to ask the question, if if you were the editor, would there is there something you would remove to quicken up the pace? Mm-hmm. Or is there something that you left on the cutting room floor that you should have added? Uh, I I agree that it never really feels like the pace is off. And uh, there's not too much that I can think of that need to be put onto the cutting room floor. I, I did feel like it was 
about the time. It does make sense. So I, I was looking at the IMDb. You had mentioned voice actors. Um, it does make sense that Danny McBride is the person who played the father. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't really know Danny McBride. I mean, I know I know of him, but I, I right, haven't really yeah. watched much of anything. Yeah. So the one that the one that surprised me that I didn't catch was Maya Rudolph. I thought I would I would have thought I would have caught that voice, but I didn't. So it's also kind of funny to me that like one of the one of the little like subplots of the movie is that there's the mother of the family. She follows on Instagram this other family in the <laughs> I neighborhood. Love, I love this part so much. But... Who who were the perfect couple and family, right? Yeah. Right. And the part of this funny to me, it, I didn't realize this, but the the voice actors for the perfect couple are Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. <laughs> I didn't realize it either. I, I heard their voice didn't register to me. But... Delicious. Uh, so, what are did you guys have any other thoughts on time management? Um, I think it was just about right, honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to think about. Hmm. I feel like it does a really good job of going back and forth timeline to tell the different, you know, appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I could maybe make an argument that like the setup was. The pace of the setup was a little slow. Like mm. that—that's the only thing I could maybe make an argument for. But I'm probably being nitpicky at that point. What do you I'd mean probably by say the like pace of the setup? Um, you know, like just getting getting to the road trip part of things. Like, or or maybe what I should really say is getting to the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, because it doesn't feel like the. I mean, the road trip is not necessarily the turn. It's not where yeah. the story turns. It's where the apocalypse happens. Although it does feel like. You know, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, well, here's where the story begins. But it's not. It's not really until it's but So, but I, I, I didn't have, I thought it was fairly well. Did you say an eight, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to go along with an eight on time management. What I, what I ought to do is pull it up and have, like, the time markers so I can tell you how far in it was. Be like, you're wrong, <laughs> because it was only 20 minutes in. <laughs> well, actually. Okay, so next is repeatability. Okay, uh, so. Sorry, I just pulled it up. It's 27 minutes in when the apocalypse. <laughs> so that's pretty okay. hefty, see? It, it is a ways. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Okay, we're on repeatability. Uh, Trevor, you're the only one who's watched it multiple times, but that was <laughs> from falling asleep. Uh, that's true. Um, but I, and you should never take... I am the opposite end of Josh. You should never take my repeatability. Right, right. Because I will watch this movie probably at least... Yeah, I, I just yeah. I think there's a good chance that I'll sit down to do something and I will have it running and you know um, I I will sit down and like in earnest watch it probably especially because there's a lot of it that the humor was interesting and funny enough that I and it's also one of those movies like Jay mentioned it's a labor of love and when you watch labor of love movies, there are things you don't pick up the first time mm. there are tidbits and things um, I've watched I'll give you an example I watched Inception. Um, I've seen it probably 15, 20 times. And I watched a YouTube video about all of the Easter eggs in Inception. And if you had to guess, how many of those Easter eggs do you think I had seen? Before? I'd, ca- I'd caught 20 views, a percentage. I don't know. How many? <laughs> 20. My guess is 20%. Uh, basically none. I basically caught none. <laughs> You're the there, worst there was, Easter egg hunter ever. There was like one that I'd known or two that I'd known maybe. I can't remember, but there was a bunch of them that really blew my mind and made me want to go watch it again. Um, so it's that type of love for the film 
makes it worth rewatching. And for me, this film clearly is beloved by the maker. And there's some, there's probably a bunch of things I've missed. Catch. So I will rewatch it. To me, it's high. I'm going to put it in the probably seven. Um, it's probably going to get higher than that for me. Wow. I'm debating between an eight or nine. I'll, I'll go with an eight. The truth is, is the the eights, nines, and tens in my life are are the fifteen to twenty view. Sure, yeah. Well, so uh, the man who, what's my repeatability average for for? Would movies? you be willing to watch this a second time, Josh? Uh, I would. Yeah, I would actually be willing to watch this multiple times. Like, I mean, that's a glowing review, right? There. That's a ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on. Not into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay, but, nine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I would, I would give it. A, it was, yeah. It, I thought it was entertaining enough that I would totally go back to it. And and for kind of similar reasons, like Trevor's talking about for the labor of love angle. But for me, this is like this thing is so freaking quotable, and there's funny like you know characters, and like you can totally see yourself adopting some of the idiosyncrasies of some of the characters, you know, and and just having a grand old time. So. Yes, I guess that's as close to a ten as I ever get. <laughs> there's okay, there's so... a there's a quote from uh, the character Mark Bowman. He's the operator of PAL. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like he's like I made you when I was young, just three years ago, you know, or whatever. I can't remember what he says, <laughs> <laughs> but I yes, I could quote that many times. It cracked me. Okay, so next we have fun. Uh, in my opinion, this is probably its best category i think it's just a, a fun movie uh yeah i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of something that's not fun about. well so i mean my only comment that i might make is there is a point where the this movie definitely wants like uh i think it wants to tug at your ethos i, I don't remember which of those loves is which right like but it, it does kind of want to make you think and kind of pause for just a minute and be like oh you know and that's the only thing that might not be fun, quote unquote. Um. Okay. I, I feel like you're probably right, but it's so well timed. Like it doesn't it doesn't stay too long that I never really felt like I missed out <laughs> on the you, fun. Do you uh, ding every? Uh... I just love that Jay's giggling about whatever he's about to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> does does like every Pixar movie ever get get dinged? By Josh in in this category, then. <laughs> well, clearly, uh, totally. Okay, just checking. No, I like I said, I don't really think I can ding it. I just sort of was like, maybe that's the only thing that you might say isn't quote unquote fun. I mean, in its category, let me let me start there. In its category, this is a great fun film. It does feel like the other films they've made, which is the first Lego uh, movie and Into the Spider Verse. There's just a lot of really fun parts, and they've done a really good job, and their humor is on. Um, you know, so is this the funniest movie I've ever watched? No. Is it the best movie I've ever watched? No. But if you put it in its category for the family film, like it is one of the best family. Yeah, that's fair. So. Uh, well, let me hear let me hear Jay's fun number, and I'll determine if I'm willing to go along with whatever uh, good old number numbers creep brings <laughs> brings for us. Um, I think I'm going to go with a ten. I don't think that wow. it is the. I don't think it's like necessarily the, the the best in this category of any movie ever, but I think that um I think it's there's in the, in the discussion. Yeah, I mean, well, it's. 
there 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 can be more than one ten movie, I guess, or there can be multiples. So yeah, I agree. I mean, you can if you're only going to put the top movie in this category of ten, then yeah. it's unfair, I guess, to the other one. And while this may not be the most fun of all time, it's pretty fun. I'd rather watch this than the Crudes again. <laughs> uh, I. I am not willing to go all the way to Jay's 10 on fun. I will give it a nine. And that is because it still was not as fun as into the spider verse. <laughs> the movie by which I judge all others. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> who, who thought that Josh would be the hater of fun. <laughs> Completely unpredictable. <laughs> what is, what is your number coming Trevor? Oh, I, I said 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't see any situation. Where, I mean, even the money, the movies that I think, are some of the best comedies of all time. I don't think they're as fun as this movie. This feels fun the entire way through. It may not sure. be funny all the way through, but it's fun and it's an enjoyable experience. Okay, well, next we have uh, overall. Can I just say that it's rare in a movie that I have some level of compassion for the villain? <laughs> um, now, now I'm interested to see who you tell us the villain is. I'm not going to tell the villain because I think that's a spoiler. All right. But I did have some compassion for the villain in this uh, show. And I think that, that that is something that marks a well-built story. When when you have no feelings for the villain, you don't really care, then that villain is probably one-dimensional and probably not real. And while this villain is not realistic for them, I can understand where the villain's coming from. And I empathize. That's that's impressive to me. I don't, <laughs> you know, because of the who the villain is, that's not something that I expected. I want to know your feelings on another movie's villain, and that is Lord Business. Okay. I just I'm just trying to gauge like what your empathy me looks like. Did yeah, you I feel don't... empathy for Lord Business? Yeah, not really. Oh. But but on. hold on. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel empathy for Lord Business, but I did appreciate Lord Business for the villainy. <laughs> because in hold on, in the Lego movie, Lord Business is, is like um he is a caricature of the villain, right? He's not intended yeah, to be right, right, empathetic. Right. I mean there the, there's a clear guideline of this is we want to make the villain that that children play and they do it perfect. I I love the villain there, and 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 maybe I'm breaking my own rule. But it wasn't because of, but it's because of the. Okay. Anyway, I I think overall that this film is fantastic, and and I feel like um I don't. It's really hard to gauge what Netflix does or does not make on these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, since yeah. It, I mean, it did, did release in um, theaters. I'm sure select theaters. Uh, right. But for for the vast majority of people, they're going to watch it on Netflix. I don't know how Netflix even gauges what was value. Was this a good investment? Yeah, was this a good investment or not? And, and so maybe this movie's going to get a little lost in the shuffle, you know, like the TV movies of our youth. But to me, it shouldn't be. This this would have been a smash hit if it had gone through theaters. Uh, I'm assuming that it is that it will get nominated as a, a best animated picture. I'd be a little shocked if it didn't. Yeah, yeah. So what 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 are your what do your numbers look like? Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight overall. I'm sticking. I'm liking that number. I feel good about it. Uh, you guys are just gonna have to live with it. The hater <laughs> flow strong yeah. through Josh. Hater. That's true. So I'm gonna like if I go through and rank the top 
top five animated films of all time, this is probably not there. It may not even be in the top 10, but is it in the top 20? I think it is. And that's pretty high praise when you think about the number of films and how big some of them um, over the years. I, I, I think this is, you know, on par or better than a lot of Pixar films. And those are going to be filled throughout that top 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's I mean, one of the things the like a lot of the best Pixar movies, it evokes a lot of emotions, but you have fun while it's doing it. Yeah. 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 I think that's well said. So I, I, if I were to, you know, say all those top 10 movies were all 10s, the, the, you know, the top 20 or top 30 or the rest of those kind of in the nines and eights, I'd put this at the top of that heap. And... I think that's fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll go along with a nine. Uh, so audience. Uh, uh, honestly, I think you could watch this with anybody except for maybe like a really crusty version of me as an old man. Maybe I like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't know what it feels like to be my grandfather. He wouldn't have sat down. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think... How how young is, is too young for this show? Uh, so, I don't know. I, I don't think, feel like there is. A... I think there is. I think there's an age group where, um, you know, probably the, they just some of the humor would just get lost. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so you have when you have preschool kids, there's there's a level of attention span that just doesn't equate to a feature film, period. You know what I mean? Like when you're three, four years old, those kids, it's hard to get them to sit down for an hour and 45 minutes, period. It feels like that there needs to be just the starting of understanding of, of some of what's going on. I think there's some humor in the movie that they would still get and still enjoy. Um, but I don't know that we would have sat down. We had kids for that yet watch this. Um, but I think by the time they're five or six, yeah, I think this is, you know, all the way up to whatever age where you lose touch. So <laughs> if that's 70, 75, whatever, <laughs> hopefully we don't have any in that age group that are listening. that feel like <laughs> So, uh, go or no go it, it's pretty obviously a go f- for each of us. Yeah, I would encourage anyone that hasn't seen it. This is one of those movies where I would actually kind of go out of my way to recommend. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny. I, I mentioned to you guys, we haven't talked about it here on the show yet, but Brian was, was rather meh about the show. Uh-huh. And I'm not entirely sure why. I think the um, if I had to guess, I would say that the biggest issue was I... I failed in pitching it to him because Did I, you I didn't overhype it. Oh no, I, I mentioned Into the Spider Verse, and he thinks that that's a wildly overrated movie. Oh, because he doesn't really like Spider Man that much. Huh. And so I think that the association with Into the Spider Verse maybe tainted it for him some. But they're not really similar movies at all. Yeah, that's they're the only similarity is the quality. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So it, we've given glowing reviews, but obviously it's not going to, <laughs> I guess, be a, a favorite for everyone. Yeah, probably not. I think that you should give it a chance. That's, I guess that's true of every movie. What, I, everyone might not or like them? Yeah, there's there's no movie that's going to be universally loved. <laughs> I mean, Willow? I mean, Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> should be. <laughs> Princess Bride? I mean, come on. Mm, that's a pretty I, strong argument. There's some, there's some movies out there that are pretty universal. That's true. I so Brian went to see some family this last weekend. So I watched some movies that were ones that 
I had like pitched to him was like, hey, are you interested in this? And he's like, no, you should watch it on, on your own. And so I had like a backlog of movies to watch. And I'll have to say that uh, in the majority of movies, he was justified in, <laughs> <laughs> in passing on them. <laughs> he is an appropriate filter, you're saying, huh? Uh, yeah, so like I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things, uh, which was one of the strangest movies I've ever watched in my life. Is it as nihilistic as the title sounds? Um, I mean, that is one of the themes of the, the movie, yes. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I mean, I'm assuming it was drama, not a... Um, yeah, it was mostly drama, yeah. Yeah, that's not necessarily a great theme for, for me. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I watched Mank, which is on Netflix. It's a David Fincher movie. It's about the making of uh, Citizen Kane and... It was it was a strange movie as well, kind of. That's a, that's a deep cut, man. It was it was nominated for best picture. I don't know why, <laughs> other than David fin- people love David Fincher. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, my, my wife she doesn't. That's not the style of hers, but she will she'll bring homies from her. She'll pick out movies. She'll say, you know, we'll kind of do the same thing. Are you interested? And she has she has quite a few that I'm. No, that's all right. You can watch that on your own, honey, because <laughs> I'm not gonna sit down and watch that. <laughs> Well, that's good when I guess couples can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's All right. taken us a while, but we were there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let us know what you guys think of the movie, uh, if, if you end up liking it or not. And um, we're curious to hear what you think.